You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 212, with Jason Miles. And this episode is so powerful. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, and I am having such a blast having all of these amazing conversations, meeting all of these men and women, getting all of these free books. I get all of these books that people send to me. Many of the people that I talk to are authors or they know authors, or we'll have a conversation about a book on the show, and next thing I know, I've got a book arriving in my mailbox. It's like Christmas every time because I absolutely love reading books, especially books that are on a subject that I'm working on at that point in time, and especially of books of people that I know or have met somehow. As a matter of fact, here's a funny story. So many of you know, if you've been listening for a little while, I was doing split ops. My family was here in Tampa, Florida, while I was still in Hawaii. And that went on for several months. Uh, They came here in September. I didn't actually arrive in Tampa until about 30 days ago, uh, mid-June. So while I was there in Hawaii by myself, what I was doing with part of my spare time, and I had quite a bit of time on my hands, aside of doing the podcast and building my coaching and consulting business, I was also driving Uber and Lyft because I absolutely love meeting new people. And Waikiki is a great place to do this because there are people from all over the world. Well, I picked up a guy who actually had been living, he was vacationing there, I think, with a friend of his. And... He was going, coming back actually to Tampa. And as it normally happens, him and I got into a conversation. We realized we had a lot in common. In fact, we even knew a lot of the same people very well. Uh, he knew a lot of people on podcasting, speaking, as I do. And the more we talked, the more we realized how much we had in common. So before I dropped him off, as I do some people that I really connect with on the rides, I'll give them my business card for Men of Abundance podcast. So we started talking a little bit about that. And then he sent me an email and he asked me for my contact information and he sent me this book. And this book was here when I arrived in Tampa in mid-June. He sent it a couple months ago. And the book is called No BS Guide to Powerful Presentations, The Ultimate No Holds Barred Plan to Selling Anything with Webinars, Online Media, Speeches, and Seminars. And he mentioned that he had worked with Dan Kennedy, worked very closely with Dan Kennedy, which really impressed me because I don't know if any of you know who Dan Kennedy is. Look him up. If you're in marketing and speaking and anything of that nature, chances are you know or have at least heard Dan Kennedy's name. Well, Dustin Matthews, the guy I'm talking about, co-wrote this book with Dan Kennedy. And I'm reading this book. (laughs) And I'm thinking it was from one of the podcast guests that I had had on the show because generally the books that I get are from prior guests or guests that are getting ready to come on the show because they want me to read their book ahead of time or, you know, later on. And I'm thinking this. So I look him up and then as soon as I saw his picture on Facebook, I realized who it was. And because I had watched a couple of his videos as well and it just hit me. I was like, oh, my God, this is that dude that I gave a ride 
in Hawaii on Uber or Lyft. I don't remember which one of the platforms it was on. But I share that story with you for two reasons. One, this book is simply amazing. I am blown away by the content in this book, and it is very valuable to me because this is where I'm at in my life right now. I'm learning more about presenting, and I'm learning more about getting in front of people and sharing my story other than just here on Men of Abundance. So I went to a networking event this morning, and one of the guys that I was talking to, I asked him, how did you get into what you're doing? And I think he was in doing um, uh, life insurance of some sort. And his answer was, I was driving Uber when he first got here to Tampa because he didn't have much else going on. And one of the guys that he gave a ride to was one of the like co-founders of this company that he now works for. And they just got into a conversation. The guy liked him. He asked him to come check out the, um, the business and uh, I guess interviewed him or whatever and got him a job. So, you know, there are so you just never know where you're going to meet people. You never know what's going to come out of an interaction. I see so many people on the side of the road in elevators, uh, in public places with their face stuck in their phone and they never say hi to the person next to them, and they never engage. And so many people are in are in need of assistance, are in need of income, or or something of that nature, or just in need of human interaction, quite frankly. And guys, if you're in a situation right now where you're in need of income, or you're wanting to change your vocation, change your career, you should be out networking. You should be out talking to people. You should be reading books. You should be looking for people to connect with and somehow add value. And I've had guys tell me, look, but I have nothing of value to add to other people. Look, when you start networking and you start getting to know other people and you really become interested in who they are and what they do, you keep a mental note of that and go a step further. Do like I do. Sometimes I don't, re I can't rely on my mental capacity to hold that information. So sometimes when I'm talking with somebody, I will go in the next room or I'll go around the corner. I'll jot it down on my phone. I'll put a name and then I'll put a business and then I'll put how we met, where we met, stuff like that. I'll put it in my phone because when I meet somebody who needs that insurance agent or that real estate agent or that plumber or that chiropractor, or that, that, that guy that knows how to help somebody write a book, or shows somebody how to get on, on the stage to start speaking nationally. When I make those connections, that's adding value to other people. And when I'm talking to somebody and they say, hey man, I'm looking for this, that, or the other, or they don't even ask for that, they're just in general competition, I'm like, hey, do you have somebody that can help you with that? And instead of it always being me, instead of always selling myself, I'm also lifting up others and referring people to each other. That is adding value to somebody else's life, and it didn't cost you anything to do that. All right, so I'm going to get off my soapbox, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who has sent me a book, and some of you have sent me several books. And full disclosure, I have not read every single one of them, but I certainly will get to it. So guys, one other thing I want to bring up as I introduce our featured guest today, just because you don't know how to do something today should not hold you back from doing that, whatever it is. In today's conversation, Jason shares with us a story of a few women who would not let what they did not know get in their way. And that's when something super amazing happened. Jason's going to share that story today. Our featured guest today is Jason Miles. Jason is an author, teacher, coach, publisher, investor, philanthropist, and entrepreneur. 
He is the best-selling author of numerous business books, including a collection of popular social media books available in stores worldwide. He is the CEO of Liberty Jane Clothing, a design-driven publisher in the sewing and craft space. He and his wife, Cinnamon, bootstrapped the small business to success using social media, and today they lead a growing team and a vibrant online community. They've had over 2.5 million patterns downloaded from the marketplace Pixie Fair. Jason and Cinnamon also co-founded So Powerful, an innovative nonprofit that is combating extreme poverty through sewing. Their sewing cooperative is located in one of the worst urban slums in Lusaka, Zambai and makes what they've termed purposeful products, essential items that help keep children in school while providing good jobs for moms of the community. They also coordinate the So Powerful Purse program that is linking seamstresses from around the world to participate in the program. Jason has helped over 12,000 e-commerce students in the last two years through his popular Udemy course, Shopify Power. He's listed as the most popular e-commerce instructor on Udemy. His inner circle membership program and one-on-one consulting programs are popular as well. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Jason Miles. Jason, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, I'm excellent. I don't know that I could be too much better other than being right next to my family. As we was talking pre-show, I'm about four days away from being reunited with my family for good. But um, wow. other than that, no complaints, man. Where are you at in the world? Uh, we're in Seattle, Seattle area. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I have not been to yeah. Seattle, but um, as we were talking, like again, we were talking pre-show, your daughter's out here at UH. Being yeah. here in Hawaii so long, people leave Hawaii for three locations for the most part. That is Seattle, Vegas, and San Francisco. Is that <laughs> right? Pretty much, okay. yeah. A couple in Oregon, right. but yeah. they always seem to end up coming back. I have a very good yeah. friend of mine who lives over on um, on the uh, Kaneohe side, and he was originally from that area, from Seattle. Yeah, And yeah. He, he moved out here years ago, then he moved back for a couple of years. He said, that's enough of that. <laughs> and then came back, and he's been here for like 15 years or something. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the Seattle area and Oregon area love to go to, you know, the islands just because of the winters up here. Yeah. Sort of depressing. But, uh, yeah, our daughter's at UH right down the road from you, I guess. And yeah, that's literally. amazing. I live, so, if you've been up in that area, the you yeah. got Manoa Falls on one side of the valley, and I'm on the yep. other side, two streets over from the trailhead. We were literally there uh, four weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's absolutely gorgeous it's up in there. And you know the Fantastic. funny thing is I lived on this island for a good 10 years before I knew that there were wild parrots on the island, and they're all up there in Manoa. Wow. Those big green yeah, parrots. It's, it's gorgeous area there. I, yes. You know, everybody always told me I wouldn't like Honolulu area. We got there, and I totally loved it, man. I mean, it's fantastic. It's got city life. It's got mm-hmm. beautiful surroundings. Obviously, it's just a gorgeous paradise. So, yeah, I'm a fan all the way. I feel the same way. There's so many different parts of Oahu. And, you know, from one, like most of the time we lived on the Eva side, which is dry, which I like uh-huh. because it's more sun than it is rain. Up in Manoa, it rains every single day, at least yeah. a drizzle every day, which is nice. You know, that's why it's so green and beautiful up there. And the breeze is always blowing through. There's no air conditioner. So it's yeah. either windows open or windows closed, depending on what time of year it is. <laughs> Because uh, it Fantastic. does get a little chilly up there. But anyhow, hey, man, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? 
Um, yeah, you know, I was um, thinking about this pre-show, and is it okay if I just tell you this thing that happened to me last night that oh, I'm really super grateful for? Yeah, that's what we do. Um, okay, it's actually timely. I mean, uh, as we're recording this, um, a couple of famous people committed suicide this week, uh, yeah. Kate Spade and um, Anthony Bourdain. And it made me reflect yesterday, earlier this week, on a conversation I had with my one of my nephews uh, about six months ago, and he texted me through Facebook Messenger and said he wanted to kill himself. And I was just like, you know, I, as you would be, I was freaked. I didn't know what to do. So I tried to get him on the phone, finally got him on the phone. Um, he was super stoned. And we had this conversation, and I just basically tried to keep encouraging him. He's got to get sober. He's got to get clean. And um, he texted me last night and said he graduates from a program on july 11th and i was just like oh my gosh so grateful for that you know i mean i was just it was one of the emotional peaks of concern and worry in my life in the last six nine months and then to hear that he's he's clean sober in a program i mean it's just it's been a huge huge blessing so i'm super grateful for that um this week feels kindly timely you know as it relates to all this other stuff in the news as well so yeah, absolutely. And and literally just a few minutes ago I actually posted on um on Facebook on one of my groups and I shared it on my other groups and pages and stuff, but it basically says that, you know, I've often said personally that I would love to ha- have Anthony's job, Anthony Bourdain. And yeah. because I would just love to travel. I love food. My wife and I both are, you know, we love food and just to travel and the whole bit. But I posted one of those memes on Facebook that basically said you know, wanting somebody else's perceived lifestyle is not the same as wanting their life. Because you just don't know what demons they're dealing with. And we do know, actually. Anthony shared quite often uh, the demons that he he carried with him and his his drug addictions that he battled with and so many other things but we didn't know we don't know the tip of it and yeah. just a just a terrible loss for anybody and you know since we're having we went down that we're having that conversation it is timely actually because an army buddy of mine just about two weeks ago um i i, he, I noticed that he had, was on facebook live so i was like oh Man, I haven't seen. I'm not going to mention any names. I haven't seen yeah, him sure. uh, in a while, so I'm going to jump on. You know, and him and I used to work really closely together, even after the military. And he's harming himself. I mean, literally harming himself. And then the video shut off. And then he yeah. comes back on, and uh-huh. he comes back on. He's got a gun, and he fires. Oh, the, he was trying to fire the gun into his arm, and and then um, it, it misfired. So it goes on, and and so all of us are just trying to contact him and get a hold of him. I didn't even know where yeah. he was at in the world. And finally, I'm talking to one of my coworkers who actually knew him, uh, knew somebody, knew somebody on his Facebook feed very well. Contacted that individual, and they ended up talking with him for a good three or four hours that evening. And wow. and really, it was just a, it it all turned around, and he was drunk as as well. And listen, guys. You have to get to know the people around you. You think you know who you're talking to, and people who really want to harm themselves, they just do it, like Anthony did, and yeah. and like the other uh, Spade, like Spade did. You know, it's they just do it. It's been my experience. I've dealt with suicide since I was a child, um, wow. and and some people are just reaching out, and they want help. Just be there with him. Just be yeah, there exactly. and talk to them like yeah. you did. And God bless you for for doing that for him and and sticking around with him and and you know 
sometimes look we don't we don't we know sometimes you got to know your boundaries and you got to know your limits you got to yeah. know what you can do so you at the very least have to get them in contact with people that that can help all right yeah. so definitely definitely uh, it's such a blessing to be able to talk somebody out of that and show them how much worth they have in the life and we don't know what their demons are man so don't judge yeah. it's not your place yeah, exactly. to judge no, it's great advice. So anyway, yeah, that was a yeah. that was a huge top of mind thing for me uh, last night. So thanks for letting me share that. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and thanks for sharing. Yeah. Seriously. So, yeah. Jason, how would you describe yourself? Um, as it relates to work, family <laughs> life, all that, I would just in general, would, man. How's you know because yeah. you know yeah. I don't believe there's a separation. People always want to separate work from life yeah. and stuff like that and you do that to a certain extent you don't necessarily bring work home but we are who we are because of what we do all day long and who and how we relate with our family and whatnot so just yeah. in general yeah. i would say the best descriptor for me uh, that i've heard in a long time is uh author publisher entrepreneur that's guy kawasaki's book title from a few years ago but i like that that phrase author publisher and entrepreneur my wife and i have an e-commerce business we've run for 10 years we're basically digital publishers, and um, I love to write and teach and speak as well. We also have a charity that we're super passionate about that has really developed over the last five years um, and, and started to scale up as we've spent more time and energy on giving. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd say I'm an online entrepreneur. Um, I can talk about my background prior to that, but that's how I describe myself. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that because I dig what you have going on from top to bottom with, with the Thank business you. and the nonprofit and and everything else you have going on. That's part of the reason why when Interview Valet, first off, I've got to give Interview Valet some love, man, because they always know the people that I want to have conversations with. Um, cool. You yeah. know, Cindy and Karen and Tom and all of those folks over there, they know exactly who I'm wanting to talk to. And when I saw your bio... I was like, oh, absolutely, man. What a perfect fit. So before we get into what it is that you're doing right now and, and how you kind of got into that, and this may lead into some of that, is sure. that kick in the gut moment. You know, everybody has a kick in the gut moment, as we just <laughs> described a few uh, here, yeah. in, here yeah. in the first minute of the show. But um, if you would, share, us, share one of those kick in the gut moments with us and really make us feel that. Yeah, I've had a couple um, that I could I could point to or think about. One story that comes to my mind is one that I always sort of retell, and that's that um, it's 20 years ago now. But uh, we were desperate for money, <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we, you know, I was uh, in nonprofit work for a long time, uh, 20 years ultimately. And uh, but in 1998, man, I was trying to find like a third job, believe it or not. Um, like a, you know, highly part-time weekend type extra income job and, um, went to our church home group and said that I was looking for, you know, a third job. And somebody said, Oh, you should talk to this, this guy. And, um, because he's making a thousand dollars a day on the internet. And this is 1998. This is before any, you know, Google or YouTube or any Facebook, any of that stuff was around. It was just like AOL time. And, um, and I, here's the kick in the gut moment. So I talked to him and heard what he was doing and I, I didn't work with him because he only needed somebody for like an hour or two a week and I needed a little bit more work than that. But hearing that phrase, a thousand dollars a day on the internet was, that was 1998 for literally 10 years. Every time I had a bad interaction with my boss, every time I needed to 
you know, buy something and we didn't have any money. I had to use a credit card or we didn't have money for vacations or that kind of thing. That kick in the gut moment would happen to me when I would think about that guy making a thousand dollars a day on the internet. And it just always came to my mind, like, I've got to figure that out. And it literally took me 10, yeah, it's a horrible story, but it took me 10 years to figure out how to actually start selling online. But I'll never forget hearing that guy's story and the kind of the splinter it put into my mind and how I just always went back to that when I was sort of in those desperate places, you know. Um, the kick in the gut, gut was hearing about somebody making a thousand dollars a day on the internet. So anyway, that's a long time ago now, 20 years ago. Yeah, but you know what? You say that and, and you say it's kind of a bad story that it took you 10 years to do that. But the fact of the matter is, that's the reality. And I say yeah. that because, yeah, I've worked with guys like Mike Dillard. I sat on the phone one day with Mike Dillard years ago out here again in Hawaii when I was first time out here. 45 minutes on the phone with a group of people. And I was kind of, uh, I introduced him to these people and all this stuff. And in 45 minutes, my cut in that conversation was $6,300. Now, Mike, being who he is, and some of the guys out there know who Mike Dillard is. But Mike Mike Dillard, um, you know, he struggled for a long time in multi-level marketing. And then he created this tool, (laughs) you know, magnetic sponsoring. And he just blew up. And then he's done all kinds of stuff. But it took him a long time to get there. And then other people try to duplicate that in one way or another and it takes them 10 20 you know 15 20 years sometimes they never get there and that's where a lot of people need to realize that when you are chasing after something like that don't give up but understand that you have to have the right mindset you have to have the right skill set you have to have the right connections there's so many pieces to that that people think well i can just duplicate what mike did and it's just yeah. simply not that easy. And we can name many, many other names out there that fall in the same category. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. 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 So, and, and that's where people get frustrated. And that's true in any industry. That's not just online. That's true in, in you know, any industry, especially the, you know, entertainment industry. And, and, you know, there's many industries out there where people struggle. They think it's easy and it's just not. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. It takes work. <laughs> that's the, yeah. It takes action yeah. and work, right? Yep. Very cool. So, yeah, so the stuff that you got going on now, man, I mean, it just blows my mind. The, uh, the Liberty Jane clothing. Yeah. Describe that a little bit more and how did all that get started? Yeah, we, uh, well, so fast forward 10 years ago now. So my, my, that first story was 20 years ago. This uh, Liberty Jane, our Liberty Jane moment was really 10 years ago in um, February. We celebrated our 10th anniversary. And it was another spot where, um, we needed money. <laughs> so so ten, mm-hmm. 10 years after I had heard about the guy making $1,000 a day, I was still desperate and we needed to make some extra money. And um, obviously for 10 years, I had failed to figure out any way to sell online. But we um, we had this desperation where we needed to make money because we were, you know, we needed money for our mortgage. And my wife actually, we had daughters that were getting a little bit older. They were, you know, like six, seven, eight years old. And my wife started making really, really great doll clothes. And so much so that the brownie troop moms and the moms at school and church and stuff would say, where did you get that? You know, our daughters would tout, you know, tote it around and be really proud of their little doll outfits. And my, my wife would always just say, I just made it. And they were blown away. 
And as it turns out, she has a superpower that is making super, super, what you might call couture-level clothing for dolls. I mean, it's think of the highest caliber of design work applied to dolls. And most of the stuff you see for dolls isn't that way. And, it's, and so this was happening, and I said to her, do you think we could sell this stuff on eBay? And she said, I don't know. I mean, I, we can try. So we set up a little brand, Liberty Jane, and listed our item as an auction and got an inquiry in the first 10 minutes and that was in February 2008 and it started our online selling venture in this funny niche little corner of the internet sewing related you know uh, you know handmade items and um, and we it started to work she started to sell this stuff and I would just hit relist you know I'd help her with the eBay stuff mm -hmm. but um, she started we started selling this stuff for two, three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars an outfit. Wow. And but so it really totally worked at a branding level and customer enthusiasm level, but it was completely not scalable. Right. And, no, and uh, just thing. total burnout. Yeah. And uh, so we hit the wall. She hit the wall in terms of burnout yeah. about 18 months later. But that's how we got started. Super humble, super basic. People can go check out what we do. I always tell people, hey, you can you can go check it check us out look look to see how we do things online but that yeah. was the basic uh foundation was ebay auction selling yeah very cool but jason how did that first sale feel to you and cinnamon you know it was funny because we didn't even know if it would work you know like you know like when you try to sell something on craigslist or what offer up or something like that for the mm -hmm. first time you're like will this even will i even make a sale um we put that listing up on eBay and it was like 10 minutes or so later, 15 minutes later, we had somebody email and ask a technical question about it. You know, like, Oh, well, what about this, this, and this? And we were like, wow, that's kind of a good sign. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so the auction, the first auction we ever did ended for 39 bucks. And we were like, Hey, this actually worked. This is now, you know, we were in the desperate situation so we sort of had, you know, this, this, you know, fire lit underneath us. And it was like, can we, can this save our situation? But nonetheless, it was definitely a sign of life. And it was a sign of a positive direction moving forward. You know, it was a little symbolic, uh, you know, kind of affirmation that we were headed in the right direction. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's very, very cool. That is, I love those kind of stories. And then, so at what point did you guys get into... Um, kind of founding so power. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah, yeah, um, so powerful. Well, so the, the um, online doll selling stuff worked for about eighteen months, and then we she was burned out. So we actually started selling digital goods, um, and that is is what ultimately scaled. And so that we can talk about how that scaled and the scale that we're at now. But um, when that started to scale, we started to say to ourselves, you know, we should. We should really give back. I um, I I was leading a trip to Zambia in my old world when I was a full-time working guy. I, I would lead trips around the world, and there was one day. I'll try to tell the story really concisely, but there was one day on a trip where we had a down day in our schedule. We were in a city called Lusaka, Zambia, and the trip coordinator said, "Well, our program for today fell apart, but um, if you know, there's a local." program we all really love a lot and we heard that you know we're going to do a blankets distribution there you could come and see it if you'd like it's in this really really challenging um 
community, call it a slum if you'd like, in Lusaka. And um, so we we said, of course, of course we wanted to go. So we went, and the the scene was chaotic. It was a community school, 475 kids. Two-thirds of them were orphans. Half of them were HIV positive. Mm. And they were meeting in a partially built church. And it was the teachers were just the moms, and they were trying to help these kids learn something. And this was totally just a chaotic situation. But I'll never forget, and this is really how it started, we got to one point in the little tour, and there was this wall of um, beaded jewelry, like costume jewelry, that the moms had hung these necklaces on this on these nails in the cinder block wall. And they explained to us that they were trying to sell this costume jewelry locally in the community to raise money for the school. And they weren't they didn't do it for us. They were doing it because they were trying to make money locally. And so we we stopped and you know we bought all of the necklaces on the wall, I think for like seventy bucks. Wow. But in that and and right when we did they all started dancing and <laughs> clapping and just like they were it was such a high for them. And in that right in that moment I had this thought in my mind. I don't know if it was from like a divine thought or whatever, mm-hmm. but the thought was, I have to help these ladies figure out how to make money to help this school. And that was um, in March 2009, and we were struggling with our own stuff. I mean, it wasn't like we had any money to help them or anything. But as our business started to go, grow and take off, that was what came back to my mind. And so we started working with them, and ultimately now it's turned into a, a really exciting program. Um, in Zambia, it's uh, it's turned into something that's changing lives and and doing a lot of good. So that's amazing. So how exactly are you helping them? What what's the process? Yeah, so they're pretty smart ladies. They realized that we were in the sewing industry, you know, with my wife's design work and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they proposed to us in 2009 that they what if they learned to sew and make items? And so. Uh, we got them set up with training and machines and that kind of thing ultimately and so um, the program over the last you know eight nine years has really grown and grown but now basically what they do is they make school uniforms for the local schools and as a money maker and they have um, 20 ladies that are in the sewing cooperative and then they um, also make reusable feminine hygiene pads for the girls and it's like a little known secret like a shameful thing or whatever nobody talks about that Mm -hmm. girls in communities like that just don't go to school uh, when they're on their period because they don't have any supplies they just stay home so they miss a ton of school Mm -hmm. and then they drop out and then you know they're 12 13 14 years old dropped out they end up getting married or whatever getting pregnant and it's really the start of a downward spiral for them so the reusable hygiene pad program's totally blown up we also have a soap cooperative where they make soap and sell it locally and use it in our in our hygiene programs. And then we have a 10-acre farm there as well where they grow food for the children at the schools. So it all sort of swirls around the idea of helping the kids with their academic achievement and the parents get jobs. And um, we call it, it, it's, yeah, it's just grown and grown. I mean, we call it purposeful products that they're making, products that are making a difference in the lives of the kids, so. Wow, that is so abundant and so powerful. Just Thank you. A, yeah, amazing. there you go. I just yeah. love that. I mean, really, it's so much abundance in that whole 
thought process and I, I truly believe divine intervention because it just hits you like that and then for yeah. it to and then you collaborated with the women like you said they're smart women they saw what you were doing and they were like yeah we can we don't know how to sew but we can learn and yeah. man, just amazing absolutely just amazing so so powerful.org is the name of the charity website mm-hmm. org. if people want to check that out of course they can and jump in with us in some form or fashion yeah wow absolutely yeah thanks for sharing that we'll definitely have that linked up in the show notes um cool for sure and i'll be sharing that myself just amazing absolutely love it so brother we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders you ready to do that sure of course outstanding small business owners you do not have to struggle in your business life or relationships i bet you're amazing at whatever it is your core business is If you're struggling like so many other businesses, it's because you suck at business strategies and marketing. And that's okay. That can be fixed. I've owned many businesses over the years while on active duty and since I've been retired. And while I've enjoyed the business, I found that what really gets me excited is watching and helping other businesses thrive in their market-dominating position. Unfortunately, I've seen great business models come and go. And it's sad to watch a business die. I mean, your business is like your kids. You conceive it and you do all that you can to make it grow into a thriving business so that one day you can relax a bit and eventually even sign it down to your kids. I mean, that's the dream after all, right? But when two years turns into five years, should you be lucky enough to keep the doors open that long, you realize you're working harder than ever and still barely staying in business, let alone in profit. And here's the thing, when a business is failing, The common mistake is to put more hours into the business. Huge mistake. That takes away from your family, your leisure, and eventually your health. And I want to show you how to finally live a life of abundance and prosperity in your business and in your life. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to sit down with you to evaluate your business and marketing strategies at no charge. All I ask is you allow me to use our conversation in my upcoming podcast and in my second edition of my book, 45-Minute Business Breakthroughs, how I find $10,000 in any business in 45 minutes. I can show your business and your name, or I can keep it completely anonymous where I just share the industry. It's up to you. Either way, you will walk away from our conversation with amazing ideas to implement into your business. This is working smarter, not harder and longer hours. So if you want to get on my schedule and sit down with me for 45 minutes so that I can do an evaluation of your business, then go to apmasterycoach.com. That's apmasterycoach.com. And get access to the three biggest lead generation mistakes businesses make and how to overcome them. It's right there on the site. Just put your name and email address in there. And if you're not in a place where you can write down apmasterycoach.com right now, don't worry about it. Just go to the show notes of this episode later, and you'll see the link there for apmasterycoach.com. Once I see that you've requested that information, then I will contact you so that we can get on each other's calendar and we can sit down for 45 minutes and evaluate your business. And as a bonus, you may even get your business highlighted in my upcoming podcast, and my second edition of my book coming out. Now, let's get back to the conversation. So share one to three actionable steps with men of abundance that they can take today. Yeah, um, a, a couple things come to my mind. Um, I, uh, you know, as it relates to people who are online sellers, that's sort of the space that I, you know, run in. Um, I would say that, you know, creating 
information for a tribe or a, a, a following is obviously one of the things that's allowed us to scale. Um, we've done now, we do about 50 to 60,000 transactions a month on our main website now. And as we scale that out, um, it's all digital downloads. And um, so that's pixiefair.com. You can go and check that out. But the idea of, I mean, we're in an, an interesting age right now. And the age that we're in is the age of transitioning from offline world delivery of products and goods to online world. And di- you know, digital goods or information product is really a massive opportunity and obviously online courses are blowing up huge uh, but just basic information products are also huge opportunity for people and you know so us that that's been our pathway to scaling our business and really seeing sort of that change our life it, it really was a freedom kind of liberating um, you know transition for us and so I would say if there's anyone who's looking to be in an entrepreneurial space online Think about what you could teach or think about what you could create that is helpful information for people in specific product niches. Ours happen to be sewing, uh, but there's so many niches where people are looking for information and they're looking for leadership. Um, and I think that's one way to start to think it through. Udemy, I, I would say along those lines, is a second tip to check out. Udemy is a platform for online teachers and they have 20 million students now. And if you're not familiar with the space of online education right now, um, it's basically an arms race. Everyone is fighting for dominance in this online education space right now. And they're hoping to scale up to be basically the Google of online education or the YouTube of online education. And Udemy is the front runner. And uh, they've got 20 million students and you can create courses on there for all certain types of, you know, different types of topics. And um, my uh, courses, I have nine courses on Udemy. I love it. I'm a Udemy super fan, you know, <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah. And um, it's fantastic. So my courses are along the line of e-commerce and online selling. And uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I've been blown away in the last couple of years by the value that Udemy's uh, added uh, to our life. Um, and, you know, so that would be my second suggestion because online video co- courses are really timely they're possible now worldwide in many ways and they're not hard to create um and then you know my third suggestion would be um you know there's an a massive opportunity to build an online tribe and one of the things that i've seen over and over and over that our inner circle coaching students that we work with are doing to make that happen is online contests and i know it's sort of a random kind of out there thing but um we have seen massive success with people running online contests to grow a tribe or a following, whether they're a, uh, in a niche as an expert or they're selling e-commerce goods online or they're information product seller. Uh, contests seem to galvanize people around your work really, really interestingly. So those are, I guess, my random three uh, you know, action steps that people might check out, think about, or um, you know, look into. So. Yeah, I, man, I greatly appreciate that, and I totally agree with the online courses. And I've seen so many people, just like yourself. You know, you got you can only do so much of the business you started with with making the the doll outfits and stuff. It's not scalable, like you said, and you get burnout. But then you turn around and you sell 
the prints or you sell yeah. you know, the designs and yeah. and then you start teaching and you said a very key thing about these courses and it's true about the courses that i gravitate to and the ones that i see that that really um jump out and they do very very well is the people that are giving those courses they're they're the leadership that people are look that others are looking for they're not just yeah. there hey you take this thing and put it in this hole and then you turn this nut type of thing no they're 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 they got a presence about themselves and yep. they really are there to tell you know be the leader that others are looking for and it's key to having a, a very strong course it doesn't have to be i've seen courses out there that look like they're made by you know edited by a three-year-old but the content and the the leadership is just phenomenal so it's yeah. not all about having yeah. the best lighting and a green room and all this kind of stuff what are your thoughts no, on i that? totally totally agree a hundred percent it is about the content and, it, and people are looking for credibility in who they learn from and so yeah if you can say hey here are my results here's what i'm doing it's always mm-hmm. sketchy when you hear right. training from people and they don't tell you mm-hmm. their own personal websites or you know how you, you can't observe what they're doing so i always think that's a huge part of just being honest with people and upfront is to say hey go look at our sites you know i a lot of my trainings on shopify i'm a super super huge fan of the shopify e-commerce platform and so my course on udemy that i that i listed the first one was shopify power um, and i tell people exactly what my website is how they can go look and how i do it and i show use cases or examples from my own work and um, I think people respect that and appreciate it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you've got the website winning on Shopify.com, which is yeah, yeah that's awesome. where we do all our blogging and our yeah. our free video content, that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you're talking about you know stuff doing stuff online. I've noticed. I go to the post office here because I'm getting ready to relocate over to Tampa, and I've been going to the post office and sending stuff back. I go to the main post office over by the airport, and. One of the things that I've noticed, I've, I've had a couple of guys on the shows and I've had conversations with folks that do Fulfill by Amazon, for instance, another great sure. way to make yeah. a pretty good income. And what I've noticed a lot of locals are doing is they're buying up like the macadamia and chocolate caramel mm-hmm. treats and all this kind of stuff, things that are unique to Hawaii. And they're, yep. bo- they're they're breaking the boxes down. They're boxing them up and putting them right there in the parking lot. And they're sending. And I know what they're doing. They're sending all this stuff to fulfill by Amazon. Amazon. And yep. and I know I talked to a couple of them. I was like, "Are you doing fulfill by?" They're like, "Yeah, man. You know, I'm freaking yeah. you know sending this stuff out, and you know the, that's how they're making their living, or at least supplementing yep. their income. And there's if you're in a unique area where there's stuff unique to your area. Uh, there's whole courses on this stuff out there. I can sure. share share with you guys later and put some in the show notes. But go buy that stuff fifty percent off or whatever it is. And even these guys are buying it at at, at cost and yeah. and selling yeah. it on Amazon for like you know two three times the amount that they're buying for it. And people are buying it up. I have a buddy who's uh, named Barrington who's in uh, the Caribbean, and he was he does the same thing with caribbean style foods Mm -hmm. that the actual like the caribbean people who have moved to the united states can't get at their local grocery stores so they buy it all from him on amazon because he (laughs) goes to the local stores Mm -hmm. buys the local whatever delicacies from the caribbean and puts them on the internet yeah so all those opportunities are massive that's on the physical product side right of course um and shopify is great for websites for physical product work but digital is also a fantastic way to go. Yeah. Um, well, so, that's yeah. that's what I'm doing. I have a digital course as well and an e-platform, yep. and it's just it's, it's great. It's because 
you just get folks in there and you know guide them through it a little bit and then they're on their way i dig it exactly yeah what daily habits make the biggest impact in your life jason um that's a good question um you know i am a goal setter i think by or a goal achiever by nature but i've really been doing some work lately in um on the topic of goal achievement and so um I, you know, I try to have habits of making my near-term goals, and most people do this, you know, like make your post-it note of what you want to accomplish, that kind of thing. I'm trying to be real intentional about um, integrating my goals in with my mastermind conversations and groups that I'm a part of. Um, I just read this recent research that basically scientifically proven uh, the best way to optimize your goal achievement is to do these, these steps not obviously have the goal, but have it written down as well, have an action item attached to it, and then here's the kicker, this is the kind of scientifically interesting part. Share your goal with a trusted friend, and then share weekly updates. And the those last two steps, sharing your goal with your friend and sharing weekly updates, it exponentially grows the outcome of your goal achievement. And uh, that research was done at Dominican University recently, and I just find that fascinating. So I've been trying to really focus on goals and being as productive as possible, you know. So. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's kind of what I refer to as like having an, an accountability partner of, of sorts. Yep. It's yep. the same thing if you're going to go, you know, you know you want to go work out, but you're not going to get up sometimes. Some days you're not going to get up and go to the gym if it's just you. But if you know that you have to meet somebody there, <laughs> exactly both of you are gonna go dang yeah. john is waiting jason's waiting for me at the gym i just yeah. know it and jason's yep. thinking dang wally's waiting for me at the gym i just know it i don't feel it yep. today but i just know they're waiting for and that that accountability and having somebody not only that but we'll we'll call you on it as well hey you didn't give me your update today exactly you know yeah. type of thing and it it i totally see how that makes a huge difference it does for me anyway yeah, totally agree. So yeah. what are you reading or listening to, or what would you recommend that our Men of Abundance read or listen to and why? Um, you know, I, I'm i a book guy, so I'm always working on different books, either through Audible. Uh, that's, I guess, my, my tip behind the tip would be I, I'm an Audible user oh, you and me both. more than, more than <laughs> uh, print books. But one of the books um, – I am holding right in front of me right now that I was just re-looking at was Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. It's a fantastic book. Um, it's packed with actionable tips and ideas related to, you know, sort of how to define your area of opportunity and p- position yourself as a credible person in the space. Um, so, I, you know, I love that book. The other book that I um, am looking at right now, my buddy wrote, and it's crushing it on the personal success list on Amazon. Uh, it's called the most powerful goal achievement system in the world by Mike Pettigrew. He's in a mastermind group with me. We meet every other Friday and his book is outperforming so many big shots. I mean, he, he has destroyed it on this book launch. And, uh, so it's fun to see his book do so well, but it's also a great book and it's all about goal achievement. And, uh, so that's a great book. So well, I dig it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I've got dot com secrets on my bookshelf. Actually, it's in a box. It just yeah. arrived to, to the house in Florida today, this morning, as a matter of fact. Dot-com yep. secrets and um, expert secrets. Both those books go so well together. I thought dot-com yeah, secrets do. blew it out of the water until I got expert secrets. And then I was like, oh, these two are a marriage made. I mean, of, of course, Russell Brunson's just brilliant. I've been watching him since just about yeah. just about 
a year or so after his potato gun you know <laughs> take off but <laughs> yeah when he was like yeah. nobody if you will watching this yeah. stuff but um yeah absolutely He's done well but um, yeah and those books are great so they yeah. really are they're really written very well and it's really practical information and there's stories in there too which i like a lot but i'd love to get a hold of the other book as well and um uh, have your friend on the uh, on the show at some Mike, point. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll hook you up. Yeah, Absolutely. he's a great guy. Yeah, get from us introduced. Ireland. Oh, yep. Excellent. Sure. Yeah, I've had one other guest from Ireland just recently. In fact, <laughs> I cool. dig it. So, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? You know, there's a, a the psych, there's a psychological principle I heard one time that always comes to my mind. I always think about um, as it relates to this. Uh, it's called the Instalung effect. And it's basically this idea that once you solve a problem one way, you become blind to other options for solving the problem. And you kind of become emotionally resistant against other options. And you kind of get emotionally locked into this solution methodology that first worked for you. And I think a lot of people are, have found, uh, you know, I would say a, an okay <laughs> path in life. A path in life that's pretty good. It's, it's just pretty abundant, fairly abundant, uh, but not really living at their peak. And I think it's because we become, over time, closed to exploring alternatives and options. And obviously, podcasts like this open people's minds to new ideas. And so that's why it's so important. But I, I think a lot of people um, can get in a mindset of not being open to new content because of stress of just limited time and energy and of having the requirement of executing on your current, you know, business or your current, you know, job or whatever to survive. Um, but if we can take the time to learn, take the time to uh, see other people's methods, inquire about how other people are succeeding, I think that can really unlock levels of abundance um, that are pretty powerful. Wow, yeah, that's a strong message. There are so many things we could take out of that. I mean, I've never heard it put that way, but it makes perfect sense. I mean, even I've I've, I've talked about experts. It seems like experts are stuck in their way, and yep. there's no other way to do it other than this way. Guys, <laughs> go back and listen to that a couple more times and, and process that, and let's have that conversation in the uh, closed group, uh, the Men of Abundance community on Facebook. Uh, you can get it if you're not in that Facebook group. By the way, go to menofabundance.com forward slash members, or just click on the members tab to get access to the community. And I'd love to have that conversation in there when I, when this episode posts. Oh, I'll do it. I'll jump in. Yeah, that'd be great. Perfect. So, what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Jason? Um, yeah. I mean, I think for us, it's really a. Well, let me just say it this way: I I feel like at every level. An abundant life includes giving and serving others, regardless of how much money you're making. And so for us, that's you know a central part of who we are is trying to help and serve and be a resource. And our mission in terms of our work in Zambia has become central to our life. But it was central to our life when we were only giving them, you know, like 50 bucks a month of support. You know, I mean, so I, I think for us, abundance includes finding a way to make it about more than just yourself, finding a way of, of serving people with passion and people that you really care about, you know? And so for us, I mean, that's a central part of our life these days. And we're great. We're grateful for the opportunity to increase our 
charitable work more and more as our business has scaled and grown. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the bigger our business gets, the more we're able to make a difference um, through our, our charity. And so that's that's abundance for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely love that. Thanks for sharing that. And I really like that answer. So we're going to close this up. We're going to have all the links we mentioned uh, linked up in the show notes. Uh, what else do we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today, Jason? Oh, um, you know, I, I, we mentioned winning on Shopify.com. If you're into online selling and you want to go deeper into those topics, that's my home base for all that stuff. Uh, we have a inner circle program, um, super cheap. It's not like expensive or anything like that. Um, so we try to make it really super accessible. Um, and then we have one-on-one coaching we do as well uh, for people who are that's sort of a good fit for. But mostly it's focused on e-commerce on either Amazon or your own website on Shopify. That's sort of the right uh, fit for us, people who are interested in, in online selling. So if that clicks for you, if you're, you know, or your audience um, as they listen to this, then you know, we'd love to have you jump in there, winning on Shopify.com. So. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And guys, listen, you've heard me say it time and time again. If any of this interests you, at the very least, get into that mastermind, get into that inner circle, because these guys that are doing this stuff, they're abundant in their mindset. They know they can't possibly reach the entire world with their with their particular product, but they would certainly, these guys love, love helping other people make their business work and get their products a message and, and everything else out there. Um, it's contrary to what most people believe that anybody who's doing well in life, they want to hoard it and they want to hold on to it. They don't, I'm telling you. That's why there's so many podcasts out there because all of us want to share our stories and and we want to help other people get to where they want to go in life. As Jim Rohn used to always say, I think it was Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar, I get them mixed up all the time, but they said if, you know, help enough people get what they want and you'll have more than you could even imagine in your own life. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Awesome, brother. So thanks for sharing that. And I just got to share as I'm looking over the ocean, watching these turtles pop their head up uh, and, and just swim around so majestically. And I'm just, you know, in a life of abundance myself and just loving it. Um, just had to share that, um, that, that visual for you guys. But, brother, go, go out there and live your life of abundance, man, and keep paying it forward. You're doing amazing things in the world, and I greatly appreciate you for it. You and Cinnamon. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. My pleasure. Aloha. All right, guys. As I stated at the beginning of this podcast, don't let what you don't know hold you back. When I first started this, I had no idea that I was able to record a podcast, post a podcast, build a community, coach men to live a life of abundance, build a coaching business around abundance, prosperity, marketing, and business strategies. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And I can go back to my military career of all the stuff I didn't do. It's kind of interesting that in the military, the way we do things is baptism by fire. I mean, I remember one particular instance where the company commander, I was brand new to the organization, and he said, Carmichael, have you ever led a convoy? And I was like, no, no, sir, I've never led a convoy. And if you've ever led a convoy, that's one thing. But leading a convoy of 20-some-odd vehicles tactical vehicles through Germany. There is so much planning. You have to have your fueler. You have to have your mechanics. You have to have your lead vehicle, your commander's vehicle. Communications have to be set up. 
everything has to be encrypted. It just goes on and on and on, so much to do. Then when I got to a medical center and the sergeant major said, Carmichael, have you ever been a training NCO in operations? Uh, no, sergeant major, I haven't. But uh, there's many other things I've done in my career that I didn't know how to do before I knew how to do it. So I'm up for the challenge. And that's all I'm asking you guys to do. Take the challenge to learn something new. Rather you plan on monetizing it or not. Figure out something. Learn how to play an instrument. Uh, learn how to write a blog. Learn how to do a podcast. Learn how to coach somebody, mentor somebody in things that you do know. And I'm telling you, the benefit, the payoff for that is so much more than just monetary. The, the money is there, but the, the feeling of helping somebody in some way and coaching and mentoring, that feeling just never goes away. The money goes away, but that feeling never goes away. All right, guys, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward.